Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. On in everybody. It is Tuesday night. It's time to give you a preview of tomorrow night's Wednesday Night Live Bible study. Come on in. Let me know where you're watching from and share. Come on in. Let me know where you're watching from and share. When you share, people get saved. We are at 311, I believe, is the number of decisions that we are at. Super uber excited about it. Come on in. Like the video. Tell me where you're watching from and share this video. Come on, come on, come on. We're on TikTok and the Bishop Foreman Instagram and um, we're going to add on Saturday, I'm going to add other, other platforms tonight. I just want to keep it to these two on Saturday. Uh, I will add uh, YouTube and Facebook and some other platforms, uh, for you. But tonight I wanted to just go back to just Instagram. Shalom, everybody. Denver, good to see you. Tampa, 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 Tampa. Good to see you. Come on in. Actually, you know what? I think I want to go ahead and add these other platforms tonight. How about that? The more, the merrier. Can I get a more on the screen? Drop a more on the screen. I'm going to go ahead and add these other platforms tonight. We're just going to go ahead and add them in. How about that? Let's do that. We're going to add them in. But come on in. Let me know where you are watching from and share this video. Come on. Let's just add them. Let's just add them. Let's just add them. Boom, boom, boom. Let's just add them. There we go. There we go. I'm in the studio. Boop. And we'll go live. How about that? Boom. Yes, I can. There we go. Enter studio. Come on in. More, more, more. Let me know where you're watching from and share. Let me know where you're watching from and share. Again, when you share, people get saved. Let's go ahead and go live. Bam. There we go. So we're adding those other platforms. Boom. I'm live on all the platforms. All right. Come on in, everybody. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Littleton, good to see you. Um, where else are y'all watching from? Aurora, good to see you. Talk to me, talk to me as you come in. Let me know where you are watching from tonight. We're going to give you a preview of tomorrow night's Wednesday night live Bible study. We got TikTok here. We got the Bishop Foreman Instagram. And then we got all the Facebooks, the YouTubes, Twitch, all that that is live over here to my right. So listen, guys, we started this series last Wednesday. Hey, Australia, good to see you. We started this series last Wednesday called Daddy Issues. All right, Daddy Issues. Can I get a few of you to type that on every platform, Daddy Issues? And the series is amazing because um, in the series, we discover that everybody, everybody has some form of daddy issue, whether it's hidden or whether it is known, whether it is hidden or whether it is known. And that's important because Psalm 51.5 says something really powerful. Psalm 51.5 says this. Psalm 51.5 says, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity. That's an old school, that's an old English word, shapen. Shapen means it's a process, which means you didn't become who you are overnight. It has been a process. The way you think, it's been a process. The way you speak, it's been a process. The way you handle things, what's up, apostle, is a process. The way you deal with things, it is a process. Now, normally, guys, we're just on Tuesday nights. We're just on TikTok and Instagram for our preview, but we added some platforms over here, so we're on several of them tonight. It is a process. You became who you are over time, and it is a process. The Bible says 
Psalm 51, 5, that you were shaping, you were shaping, um, which means it took some time. The way you handle things, it's been a process. The way you cope with things, it's been a process. It has been a process to become who it is that you now are. And the reality is, is that practice makes perfect. Watch me, even if it's perfectly wrong. Um, we've all heard that phraseology, practice makes perfect. But the truth is, Practice makes perfect, even if it's perfectly wrong. The other thing that practice does is practice makes something permanent. Practice makes something permanent. So all of who you are was shaped. And the Bible makes it clear in Psalm 51, 5, that it was shaped, watch me, in iniquity, in iniquity. What does that mean? That no matter how hard or how diligent your mother, your father, your uncle, your auntie, your grandmama, your granddaddy, whoever helped to shape you, no matter how diligent they were, no matter how much they cared, no matter how much they gave, no matter how much they did, watch me, it was an environment of iniquity. Can you type that word on the screen? Iniquity. And iniquity is a type of error or a type of sin. Pay attention. The Bible makes it clear that there are three types of sin. Drop a three in the comments. The first type of sin is the word sin, which means to miss the mark. Um, it's an archery term. So if you were shooting a bow and arrow and somebody got me one for my anniversary this month, I think it's so cool to have it strung up for tomorrow. I might use it in church tomorrow. Um, is that literally... Um, um, when you were shaping that way, iniquity, if you sin, rather, if you were to pull the bow and arrow back and you would miss the bullseye, they would holler out sin. They would holler out sin. In other words, you missed it. You made a mistake. You did something wrong. You did something crazy. Let's stop right there. How many of us can be honest that we have all sinned and made some mistakes and missed it? Wave at me. If you're not waving your hand, you're sinning now because you're in denial about the reality of who you are. We have all sinned. We have all uh, missed it. We have all made mistakes. That's the word sin. Sin means I missed it. I made a mistake. I didn't handle it right. I didn't process it right. I didn't deal with it right. I didn't see it right. But then the second type of sin is transgression. Transgression is to willfully deviate from what you know to be right. So transgression says, don't unbutton a button and you unbutton a button anyhow. You got it? That's transgression. You, you didn't miss it. You knew exactly what you were doing and you did it anyhow. Let's tell the truth tonight, message preview. All of us have transgressed. We all have intentionally done something that we knew we were not supposed to do. Can you drop it on the screen? Come on, you're Bishop Foreman, so you can, you're in a safe space, you're in a safe place. When you type on the screen something that you have done that you knew you had no business doing. For a lot of people, that comes up in relationships. You knew you had no business dating them. You knew you had no business being friends with them. Can you just type on the screen an area where you know you have transgressed, where you willfully deviated? You knew you were supposed to do something. I was reading something earlier and I looked at it. I was like, this is willful defiance. Like this is willful deviation. I said, and we will certainly handle that. Willful deviation. Come on, keep it honest. Somebody said fornication. All right. Um, I had a sex before marriage, relationships, staying out all night as a teenager. Come over here. Um, dated the wrong men. I see that over here. Sex. I heard over here knowing I had no business believing, smoking weed, wasted God's money. Come on. Let's be honest. See, when you're real, you can heal. Never, ever, never, ever let the enemy punk you into thinking that you cannot be honest about the realities of your life. A period of time where you didn't go to church, intimate relationships, this is good. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Um, sex before marriage, drinking underage, come on. We have all transgressed. 
We have all transgressed and did what we knew we were not supposed to do. Watch me. And here's the good news. You ready? The good news is that he forgives us for sin and transgression. Come on. Can I get you to open your mouth and say this and type it? Say, and I am forgiven. That is why Jesus hung on the cross 2,000 years ago. He paid the price for our sin. I taught you this last night. Um, that the Bible says the wages of sin is what? Death, which means the price of sin is death. Something has to die. That is the cost of sin. And God, according to 1 John chapter 1, he is faithful and he is just, which means he's a God of justice. He does not a God of injustice. So when you see injustice happening, uh, do not think that God is okay with that. Do not think that God goes along with that. You gotta hear me clearly. God will shut something down. Um, I was told the other day about, and someone was telling me about uh, um, a particular, um, in the journey of our church, uh, there was a, a time we were in a particular school. And when we were in this particular school, some things had happened, make a long story short, um, um, I didn't even know what was going on, what had happened. And they said, oh, Bishop, you know that school was shut down. I said, oh, really? They said, oh, yeah, they shut that school down. They said, when, you, when they did us wrong, it wasn't that long afterwards they got shut down. Hear me. God is not a God that he will tolerate injustice. All right. But because he's a just God, what does the Bible say? The wages of sin is death, which means something has to die. So what did he do? He paid the price for you and I where we should have had death. He took the death we should have had. He paid the price we should have paid. He dealt with the issues that we should have dealt with. Can I get you on this message preview tonight? The type of praise on the screen. Watch me. That he has paid the price. He has paid the price for you. The wages of sin is death. Something has to die. That's why he paid the price so that you and I would not have to. All right. But let's go further to the third type of sin. The third type of sin is called trend, or excuse me, it's called iniquity. It's called iniquity, iniquity. And iniquity is interesting because iniquity, the Bible says, while iniquity is forgiven, listen carefully, iniquity has a caveat to it. What does that mean? The scripture says in Numbers 14, 18, that God is forgiving, forgiving the uh, ascent of the fathers to the third and the fourth, the fourth generation, All right? So God says, I am a forgiving God, but there's a stipulation with this iniquity. Iniquity is sin that's passed down and around. It means it's something that you saw. It's something you experienced. It's something you were taught. It's something you saw your mama do, saw your daddy do, watch me, or it's something in the bloodline. It's something that has been passed along in the family line. For some of you, it's not been passed down. It's been passed around. You got stuff from people you grew up around. You got stuff from people you interacted with. You got stuff from people that you de dealt with. And the Bible makes it clear in Numbers 14, 18, that when it comes to iniquity, pay attention, that he by no means, listen to me, he by no means clears the guilty, but he visits the iniquity of the fathers onto the children to the third and the fourth generation. You gotta hear me. The iniquity of the fathers visits to the third and fourth generations, which, by the way, it is a, a book that I wrote. Um, and I'm not saying this to, to pump the book, just so you know, all of my book sales, all of that 100% goes to the church. So don't think I'm trying to sell a book to you. All right, but it is a good book. and You should get the book and you should listen to the series on our app and our website. Uh, I did a whole thing called Sins of the Fathers. In fact, um, it is a whole piece 
Uh, and when people join and connect to Harvest and they want to serve and make Harvest their home, it is a whole module of training that we give people about how to break generational curses. So pay attention. In Numbers 14, 18, the Lord says that he is patient. He's slow to anger. But watch me. And he's abundant in mercy. What is mercy? When God blocks the negative that you do deserve. But pay attention. He says he will forgive iniquity and transgression, by he, but he by no means clears the guilty. What does that mean? God says, I forgive you, but once iniquity enters, you got to hear me, there is something that is going to visit the to the third and fourth generations. All right, what does that mean, Bishop? It means it is error that is passed down and around. Look at me. Everybody watching me on this message preview tonight, you are dealing with with three to four generations of baggage. I'm going to say it again. You are dealing with three to four generations of baggage. And in the scripture, a generation wasn't like, you know, great grandma, great, uh, you know, grandmama, great grandmama, great, great grandmama, great, great, great grandma. That wasn't a generation in the scripture. In a script in the scripture, a generation was if, if mama and grandmama think the same, that's one generation. If grandmama and great grandmama think the same, that's one generation which means you are dealing anywhere from, watch me, you're dealing anywhere from 100 to 400 years of history. Watch me. This is why for certain cultures, certain people still have a slave mentality. Why? Because this thing goes back deep. This thing goes back anywhere from 100 to 400 years of baggage that you are dealing with because the Bible says iniquity Sin that's passed down and around, it has a stipulation. It's forgiven, but it go, watch me, but it sticks with the bloodline. It sticks with you for three to four generations. Look at me. This is why for some of y'all, you have never, ever uh, had an issue with, let's just use alcohol, for example. You never, ever had an issue with alcohol until one day you picked it up and that one drink became an addiction. Why? Because there is something, hear me, that will visit you to the third and fourth generation, which means, what does the word visit mean? Visit is this Hebrew word, pakad, P-A-Q-A-D. Can I get a few of y'all to type it on the screen? You got to go with me on this because on this message preview, I really need to start calling this Tuesday Night Bible Study. I think I'm going to stop calling it message preview and call it Tuesday Night Bible Study because what I'm saying tonight, I don't know that we'll even touch tomorrow, all right, in the message. But watch me. Um, um, visits there is this word pakad, P-A-Q-A-D. Pakad is, look at me, is the same Hebrew word, listen to me, for pastor. Jesus. So when the scripture says that the iniquity of the fathers, what is that? The prior generations, it will visit to the third and the fourth generation. That means, listen carefully, that that thing will pester you. For some of you, the truth is the reason you don't see fruit is because while you may be connected to harvest, your curses, your pastor. I ain't your pastor yet. Y'all better hear me. It literally means pastor you. So it says, let me give you the scripture now with an understanding. It says this, the Lord is long suffering. That means he's patient and abundant in mercy. That means he blocks the negative that you do deserve. Pay attention. Forgiving iniquity and transgression. God says, I will forgive you, but he by no means clears the guilty. Hear me. He visits the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation. In other words, the iniquity of the fathers will pastor for three to four generations. 
You got to hear me, which is for some of you. This is why you have people in your bloodline that these things literally it's like the movie Godfather. If you've ever seen the image of the movie Godfather, you see that there's this puppet puppeteer with these strings and kind of representing, um, you know, the Corleones and the, and the mob bosses and all of that. That's the same way a generational curse works. That's the same way iniquity works is that you are the puppet. And you're being puppeteered by something that has been in the bloodline, something that has been passed down and around for three to four generations. This is why a man can be, if you read my book, Sins of the Fathers, and I really encourage you to get that book uh, for your, and again, let me be clear, I am not saying that for my own personal gain because I give 100% of the, of the sales of my books I go to the church. So none of it comes to me. Just let me be very clear about that. So you don't think I'm trying to sell you know, a book. All right, and not that it would be wrong if I wasn't. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I just not what I do. Listen, listen very carefully. That thing will pass to you. In the opening story, in the opening chapter of the book, uh, I write a story in there about uh, a man and the and the man's life and what happened. That the man never met. Everybody, listen. I'm about to give you something. I'm about to give you something. Y'all ready? I need you to share. I need you to share over here on all these other platforms. I need you to click share. I need you to let me know where you're watching from. I need you to know where you're watching from. I need to know where you're watching from. Pay very close attention to this. Um, the scripture says this. It visits to the third and fourth generation. Now, in the opening uh, chapter of the book, in the opening chapter of the book, I give you this story about a man um, who had never, ever met his father. In fact, while his mother was pregnant with his father, the man's father attempted um, to abuse his mother. And attempting to abuse his mother, pay attention, the man ended up, uh, hey, Vegas, the man ended up, Lafayette, good to see you. The man, in, hey, Arizona, good to see you. The man ended up being just like the father he never met. He was a womanizer. He was abusive. He had a drug addiction issues. All of that for a man he never met. Why? Because the Bible says that it will visit to the third and fourth generations. I saw a great comment about didn't Jesus take care of it? That's a great question. And I want to encourage you um, to look in, um, to read the book. I want to encourage you to go look at the series because what Jesus did is he redeemed us from the curse of the law. That's very different than redeeming us from the curse. While he has set us free, watch me, the principles are still in motion. The principles are still in motion, which means you have the choice. John 10, 10, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Deuteronomy 30 says, I set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse, watch me, which means you get to choose. You always get to choose. The choice has always been yours. The choice has always been yours. I need you to make this declaration on every comment tonight. I need you to make this declaration on every, every platform tonight. Say, I'm the curse breaker. I'm the curse breaker. I'm the curse breaker. The Listen, the choice is yours. I'm the curse breaker. I'm the curse breaker. I'm the curse breaker. That's Deuteronomy 30 and 19 where God makes it clear relative to choice. So here we go. That man never ever met his mother, or excuse me, met his father, yet he was just like him. A man he never met, he was just like him. Like he never met, he was just like him. And this is the principle of this series with daddy issues. Because some people say, Bishop, I had an amazing father, I had an amazing mother. Guess what? That's awesome. But the scripture says, um, Psalm 51 and 5, that you, we were all formed in iniquity. We were all formed in iniquity. 
Wow, thank you, made me believe in God and go to church and get up. Wow, y'all listen to this testimony. Thank you, this on TikTok. Thank you, you made me believe in God, go to church and get off drugs and get out of trouble. Can y'all put a phrase on the screen for that? I just saw that testimony pop up on TikTok. To God be the glory, that's awesome. Stay connected, that is so awesome. That is amazing. Listen, all right, here we go. We were all, hear me. We were all formed or shaped, the scripture says, in iniquity. This means all of us have come from environments of iniquity, error that's been passed down, error that's been passed around, error that's been passed down, error that's been passed around. And for many of us, here's what we say. Here's what we say. Well, this is just how I am. This is just how I was born. This is just how I act. This is just how I handle things. How many of you have ever said one of those statements? Wave at me. Wave at me. Just wave at me in the comments. If you've ever said one of those statements, this is how I am. This is how the women are in my family. This is just how the men are in my family. This is just how we handle things. I did, watch me. I'm just a quiet person. I'm just a loud person. I'm just a nosy person. I'm just a this, I'm just a that. And you said it so right in the comments. It doesn't matter that that's how you are. What does the scripture say in Jeremiah? That God wants to reshape us. Psalm 51.5, we were all shaped in iniquity. Watch me. Um, uh, that's, again, error that's been passed down and around. But hear me. In Jeremiah 18, the word makes it very clear that God desires to reshape us. To reshape us. Which means we can never, ever have the attitude of that's just how I am. That's just how I handle things. That's just the kind of person I am. No, he wants to reshape us. Can I get you to type this on the screen? Just type this word, reshape, reshape. And in Jeremiah 18, he literally describes the process of reshaping. He says, while the potter is sitting at the potter's wheel. Now, what happens at the potter's wheel? The potter literally has to spin the clay to shape the clay. And for some of you, there are areas of your life that will seem like they are spinning out of control. That means that God is literally shaping you and he is reshaping you. And the scripture goes on. I love what it says. It goes on and it says this. It says, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. It says this. It says, um, and the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled. In other words, there was something in its shape. There was something in its shape that was wrong. What if the way a lot of people say, well, I'm Bishop, that's just how I am. What if it's wrong? What if it's wrong? Well, Bishop, this is how I deal with things. But what if you're wrong? What if you're wrong? Well, Bishop, how do I know if something is wrong? If it doesn't line up with the word, it's wrong. So you may say, I just have a short temper. That's a problem. That's a problem. You may say, I just, I just, you know, I don't like people. That's a problem. Because what you do, you're called to people. Every gift involves people. There is no gift, there is no talent, there is no ability that does not involve people. So you cannot have an attitude of I just don't do people. You can't. You can't. And can I understand? Listen, let me be honest with you. The most difficult part of what I do as a shepherd is people. But that's the job. It's people. I'm good on all the other aspects of it. It's the people part. Right? I'm good on all answers. It's the people part. You cannot say, look at me, you cannot say, I'm just shy. Okay, but, but what if, I? can I be honest with you? I, my natural personality, believe this or not, was shy. I was a very shy person. Now, you put me on a stage, I would come alive. 
But other than that, I was shy. I was sh I wouldn't say nothing. But my assignment, my calling required me to get out of my comfort zone. I could not tell the Lord, Lord, I'm not doing that because that's not how I am. Question, what have you backed down on, backed away from, not done, given up on, because you gave God your iniquity. You gave him your iniquity instead of giving him you as an individual so he could reshape you. You told him what you cannot do instead of saying, Lord, reshape me into what you want me to be. On this message preview tonight, we only got a few moments. We only got a few moments left. Can you just say this to the Lord? Just I know I had you do it, but just say it again. Say, reshape, make it personal. Me, Lord. Reshape me, Lord. Some of you may say, you know what? I just, uh, you know, I don't, I don't believe in, 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 you know, whatever. Okay, but what if you're wrong? Just because that's what you believe, who cares? We live in a culture where people think that their opinion somehow is important. And it is to them. But that's the only place that it's important in the grand scheme of things. At the end of the day, what the Bible says heaven and earth are going to pass away. You want to know what's going to remain? The word. What he said. What he said. Come on. Make that your declaration. Reshape me, Lord. I will not fight you. I will not fight you to be an old shape. You know what most Christians do? And this is what we can't do. Most Christians, here's what they do. They just put a Jesus shirt on an old shape. That's kind of like you getting an extra small and you a whole extra large. Hmm? It's quiet here. Right? And I'm not knocking the extra large. I'm making a point so you can see it. You have you don't need no extra small shirt on if your body yaddy yaddy is not extra small. You need to get the appropriate size. You watch me. If if you extra small, we don't need you in an extra large shirt. It's quiet in these comments. Okay, why is this important? Because that's what most Christians do. We're walking around with the Jesus shirt on an old shape. We're walking around with a, I'm safe, I'm safe on an old shape. We are walking around, we are walking around with a hallelujah on an old shape. And God says, I'm not trying to deal with that old shape. I'm trying to reshape you. There, listen, one of the things I learned a long time ago, I get a lot of requests from people to mentor them, to be a spiritual father to them, to do all of that. And here's what I learned a long time ago. And it took me a while to learn that is that I cannot deal with anybody who will not be reshaped. If a person comes to me, trying to, look at me, trying to prove to me that the shape they are is right, I want no parts in trying to help them. None. I don't want to old school me, but try to get them to understand, get them to see, let's, let's have an intervention. I, look at me, I ain't doing it no more. I don't do it no more. I listen and say, okay, well, I can reshape this person. This person can be shaped, or this person can't be. And then I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I'm not fighting. I'm not fighting to fix people. I'm not trying to fight people. Got it? Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, hear me, everybody cannot be led. Everybody cannot be reshaped. Everybody cannot be reformed. Even Jesus, I go back to this, even Jesus with Judas, not once did he try to change Judas. He was like, I can, it's a waste of time. I, I heard what he said. I heard what Judas said. When that woman came to worship, when Mary Magdalene came to worship and she came down with her uh, and she, she had the alabaster box with a year's worth of wages and she was worshiping 
Jesus, what did Judas say? Judas said to her, look at me, y'all. Judas said to her, and he, or to the room rather, he said, well, why did she do this? We could have we could have taken that and, and used that money to get something for the, uh, to buy some food for the poor. And John tells him, John is like, that mark is a lie. He wasn't going to spend this money on the poor. He was going to use this for himself because he was stealing from Jesus' treasury. What is the principle, guys? Jesus was like, I can't reshape Judas. Judas is going to die like this. This is a waste of my time. Watch me. I pray you don't spend your time trying to fight people and fix people who cannot be reshaped. You got to hear that. Judas' Judas's statement made it clear you are not for me. For you to say to me, listen, he's king of kings and lord of lords. For, so, so when I say me, I'm referring to Jesus. For you to say to me that she could have used this on something else, you ain't even for me. No, she could have used it on me. He's Jesus. He's God in the flesh. And you got the nerve to say, well, he don't need all of that. Mm -mm, let's go here. I pay close attention to people's words. I pay close attention to, to words of dishonor and disrespect. Why? Because when I hear that and when I, I'm, I, I can't reform your heart and I don't want to, I don't want to try. I don't want to try. You got to hear me. This is a let every leader. You got to hear me. Every business owner, you got to hear me. Every pastor, you got to hear me. You cannot spend your time trying to reshape what wants to prove that they the right shape. You can't. You cannot do it. You will waste your time because they won't. Because they won't. And then, watch me. They will fight to be right. And I've learned a long time ago, if somebody doesn't come to me with, a, with an, an attitude of show me, teach me, I'm open, whatever it is. They don't come in with that attitude. I, okay. Okay, great. Hey, great, great. Do what you're going to do. Do what you're going to do. Why? Because there's nothing I can do for that person. Nothing. It's a waste of time. Some of you with your grown kids, you have to take that same posture. They think they know everything. So what you know what you're going to need to do? You're going to need to back up and say, do, do you, boo? Do you. Do you. Come on. Some of y'all type this on the screen. Say, no fight, no fix. That's what you're not doing in the second half of this year. All right? That's what you're not going to do in the second half of this year. God says, I want to reshape you, but I'm not going to fight you to reshape you. You cannot fight him. You, can, you cannot fight him on this. You cannot fight him. If you fight him, look at me, he will leave you in the shape that you are. But watch me. But you will never qualify for your sequel. He will leave you in the shape that you are, but, he will, but you will not qualify for your sequel. He will leave you in the shape that you are, but you will not qualify for your sequel. Because your current shape won't fit into your next. Y'all better talk to me tonight. Guys, I need you to share on these other platforms. Your current shape will not fit into your next. It won't. So he's not going to fight you. He's going to say, this who you want to be? Be that. Some of y'all get real worked up. Some of y'all won't do right. Then just quit fooling with them. It's just simple. That's simple. That's simple. So-and-so don't want to do it. Okay, then just quit fooling with them. They just quit fooling with them. But I'm going to talk to them. For what? They don't want to do right. Stop. Just stop. Just stop. Who needs to hear that right now? Just put a stop sign. Just stop. 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 God says, I want to reshape you, but I'm not going to fight you. And watch me. 
If God's not going to fight with people, then we shouldn't do it either. Well, Bishop, but I love them. Okay, sometimes love, you ready? Sometimes love has to leave people alone for a while. Bishop Foreman, you talking. Sometimes love has to leave people alone for a while. Sometimes love has to leave people alone for a while. What do you mean by that? Sometimes love has to say, you know what? I have tried. They don't want to hear. They don't want to listen. Father, it's in your hands. It's in your hands. I'm praying for them. I want the best for them. Lord, I, I, I love them. I'm going to keep encouraging them. But I'm not. I am not. I am not going to get. Watch me. There's the parable of the Good Samaritan. And we got to wrap up. It's not 34. We got to wrap up. The parable of the Good Samaritan. And the scripture says that this man had fell amongst thieves. And when the man fell amongst thieves, you ready? Um, when he falls amongst thieves, Good Samaritan comes. Good Samaritan bandages his wounds. He gives him oil and wine. Oil represents the anointing. That represents the word. Wine uh, was an antiseptic. And, and, and so it means to cleanse the wound. And uh, it also means to bring joy. Right? So he cleansed the wound. He brings the man's joy. He gives the man the word. Do you want to know what this man does? The Bible says, look at me. He drops him off at the innkeeper. And he says, I got to keep going on my journey. So I'm not stopping my journey. He says, listen, I will come back and check on you, but I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. Okay. This is important because many times, well, you can't be reshaped because you're so busy trying to reshape people. Ooh, y'all getting quiet over here on Instagram. Many times you can't be reshaped because you're so busy trying to reshape people. And the best thing to do is just say, I got it. I got it. I got it. You understand what I'm saying? All right. So here we go. Tomorrow night's message. Tomorrow night's message. God wants to reshape us because we've all been shaped, shapened in iniquity, error, stuff that was wrong. And, and it's all we know. Who can be honest with me that there's something you were shaped in that as you got older, as you learn more of the word, you learn wasn't wasn't right. Can I get a few of y'all to type something on the screen? Like you were shaped in something. Something is the way you were shaped to handle something, deal with something, speak about something, um, whatever. There was something that you were shaped that as you got older, as you learned more of the word, you were like, that's not right. Give me an example of something. Who, I, I see your hands. Can you give me an example of something? Somebody give me an example of something. Somebody give me an example of something. Come on, y'all. We got a few more minutes here. We got to go. Lack. Okay, this is good. I see this one over here. On one of the Facebook pages, a lack of submission. This is good. Um, so many people think that submission makes you weak. It's not. Submission is literally what the word meek means. The Bible says that Jesus was meek, not weak. All right? Meek, M-E-E-K. All right? Meek literally means submissive. So where did Jesus submit? Number one, he had to submit to his mother and father. The Bible says they came to the temple, came to the city, into the temple, for one of the feasts, they left, they came back, Jesus was in the temple. Bible says, you ready? The Bible says this. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, the Bible says this, that the women, um, uh, or that uh, uh, when his mother and Joseph get back, they've said, Jesus, why did you do this to us? We've been looking for you. And the Bible says, from that day, he became subject to her. You want to know what that means? Is that Mary 
took Jesus as a 12-year-old boy, and Mary got Jesus all the way together. Now, you can fill in the blanks of how she got him together. All the Bible says, you ready? All the Bible says is that from that moment, he became subject to her, submissive to her from that moment. I'm going to tell you what, believe, what, what I think happened is that Mary said, come here, boy. You think you're going to talk crazy to me in front of these preachers? You think you're going to talk crazy to me in front of, oh, no. I believe, listen, and this was in North Africa? Man, bye. I believe that Mary got Jesus all the way together, snatched him up, tap, 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 did whatever she needed to do. You ready? That's, she got it together because from that moment, he became submissive to her. All right, let's go further. Um, then at age 30, at age 30, Jesus, listen, Jesus has to submit to John the Baptist. He literally, when he goes to be baptized, he is not getting baptized to get forgiveness for his sins. He's the one that's going to forgive sins. Baptism is a Hebrew custom called mikvah. It's, it's used to uh, uh, ceremonial cleansings. But the other thing it's used for is for ordination. So what did Jesus have to do? Excuse me. <clears throat> I went down the wrong pipe. <clears throat> what else did Jesus has to do? Have to do, excuse me. He literally had to submit to John the Baptist. In submitting to John the Baptist, he has to submit himself so that another man can lay his hands on him and ordain him and release him into ministry. So if Jesus has to submit, I have a question for some of you church people who think you don't have to. Not just church people, people, period. What makes you think, I don't submit to nobody. You are out of order, sir. You are out of order, ma'am. You're totally out of order. That is, not, listen, let me just say this too. I ain't got to say this. It ain't cute. Like, it's not cute for you to be a rebel. That's not cute. That's not cute for you to be out of order. Like, there's nothing cute about that. Let, let me just go on and say that. Because some of y'all think, you know, yeah, I, you, you are not cute, ma'am. And that explains why you don't have a man. You have a boy. You have a man child. Why? Because that's not cute. Ooh, that see that's I could go to I could go right there. I could go right there. Okay, that's not cute, sir. That's not cute to be out of order. That's that's not an attractive quality. It's not attractive that you're unreliable. That's not attractive. It's, it's quiet in here. That's not attractive that you're unfaithful and inconsistent. There's nothing attractive about that. I said it, so did my platform. You don't like it? You can look, you can go, <laughs> but I love you though, so stay. All right, listen, y'all know everything I say, I say in love. Everything I say, I say in love. All right, so Jesus, had, somebody said the filter's coming off. I just got from the gym a couple of minutes ago, so sometimes when I'm right fresh out the gym, there is no filter. That's not cute. Jesus had to submit, okay? So one of the questions, or one of the statements over here was about they, they didn't learn submission. So you can think, that's just the way we are. We're just rebels. We just don't think. That's not godly. It's not. It's not. It's not. Right? Y'all type several things. Can I get you to put one more thing? I saw one more over here about giving. Let's talk about that. Some people, um, it's crazy because people, some people were never taught about faithful giving. How many of you... You were, as a child and coming up as a teacher, you were never taught about properly giving to the Lord. Tithe, offering, first fruit, love offering. You were never showed those things in the word. Wave at me if you were never shown those things or you didn't know those things. Wave at me in the comments. You were never shown those things. 
Also wave at me if you were sown some of it, but not all of it. Some of it, but not all of it. Wave at me. I see several hands and I saw that come up earlier. Right? So once you learn, like when I learned about tithing as a kid, I immediately began tithing. Immediately. Um, I immediately began tithing. For some people, as a kid, you're taught tip here, tip there. Go put a dollar in the basket. Let's just break that down. Number one, how do you expect an organization to provide a facility, air conditioning, band, singers, instrumentation, production, all of that? How do you expect all of that off for $2? I'm just curious. It's impossible. It's nuts. You don't expect that anywhere else. Okay? When you, watch me, you just don't expect that. Right? But then number two, many people were just never taught. Somebody says, I wasn't raised in church at all. Many people were just never taught. Right? So then God wants to reshape you. He wants to reshape you. So once you learn, boom, you just make the adjustments. You just make the changes. You just make this. I remember when we first started the church, um, there was a person that was serving. When we first started the church, this person was involved in a proper, uh, a pro uh, uh, or a prior ministry. Praise God for the foundation. This uh, woman was involved in a prior ministry. And in the prior ministry, she wasn't taught about giving. And when she, when, when I began to teach, and I said, here's the word, folks. These are not bishop form. Like, this is the Bible. Like, it's right here. And I said, and this also explains why there's so many people that are in church and Christians, but they are not doing, this is why Harvest has a financial anointing. Why? Because, and I'm not saying this to down anybody else. I'm just saying this to say, this is why we're anointed for this. Because I make it a point to teach. I could care less what anybody thinks about it. I make it a point to teach what the word says about giving. This is why the people of Harvest are extremely blessed, especially when it comes to their finances. You cannot deny the fruit. Come on, can I get some of y'all to drop some fruit emojis in the comments? You can't, please don't solicit on this page. You can't, please don't do that. If you do it again, I'm going to have to block you. You, you, you cannot deny the fruit. You cannot deny the fruit. Um, you, you cannot deny the fruit, right? Now, in that, um, when I began to teach, when I began to teach about that, again, the purpose of teaching was to reshape. And so she came up to me one Sunday. She said, Bishop, I never been taught. I never been taught about the importance of faithful giving. She says, you know, I put a couple of dollars here, a couple of dollars there, a couple of, she says, I've never been taught that. Now watch where she messed up. Watch where she messed up. Instead of saying, and I'm going to get it together, or I'm going to start this day. You know what she did? Here's what she said. I'm going to step down. I'm going to step down because I'm not giving right. Are you, are you smoking dope, drinking Drano, sniffing bleach? What are you doing here? That makes zero sense. All right, I asked you not to do it. All right, God bless you. All right, listen, you gotta follow instructions, all right? Listen, 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 listen. Listen, look at this, look at this. Somebody says, disabled and blessed with six figures last night. Come on, praise report over here. Jesus, all right? So here we go, everybody. Listen, we're almost done. Um, but first, release a praise for that praise report I just saw right there. Jesus, come on, God. Wow. To God be the glory. See, as a shepherd, that gets me excited. Because um, I want to see the people I lead do well. Not just financially. I want to see every aspect of the people I lead do well. Every aspect. All right? Somebody says, can't find those emojis on my Android. My Apple's on the Oh, you ain't going to find the emoji you need on no Android. It ain't on there. All right. <laughs> you know, just mess with you. All right? Here we go. Thank you. 
So here we go, guys. We're, we're just about done. We're now 45. We got to go. She stepped down. And, and I, I remember thinking, I said, why would you step down? Just do right. Because I don't want to be, I don't want to be no leader. And I'm not doing right. I said, do right. Like, I don't even get your logic. I said, here's the truth. You don't want to be reshaped. You want to keep giving God $2 and wonder why you don't have good relationships and you're always struggling financially. I'm just saying. I said, you wonder why. I said, it's, 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 it's no doubt. It, it's, it's no mystery. I said, I can tell you why you have the fruit that you do. I can tell you why you got the baby daddy issues you got. I can tell you why you got the issues with your kids you got. I can tell you. And rather than, let, and rather than be reshaped, you step down. Everybody look at me. Do not resist reshaping, even if it's uncomfortable. Come on, can I get you to type this? We got to go. I will, not re I will not resist, even if it's uncomfortable. There are going to be principles you're going to learn that are supposed to reshape you. You are not just supposed to come to church and say confirmation, confirmation, confirmation. That's part of it. But at some point, you should be like, ooh, ooh, my, oh, my. God, dog, that's good. When I'm listening to my man of God preach, I don't listen just to say, come on, man of God, encourage me. I'm like, correct me, sir. Get me together. Get me. Cut me. Cut me. Say what you need to say to me. All right? Because I need to be reshaped. I don't want to be in this same place in my life next year. And I'm not in a bad place now. You don't want to be in the same place of your life this time next year. Come on, y'all. You, you cannot be in the same place in your life next year. It is not that you're doing bad. It just means I want to exceed where I'm at. Come on, y'all. I refuse to stay in the same place. That's the same way you have to do when it comes to the word of God. So tomorrow night's message, here we go. It's called You Just Like Your Daddy. Oh, my. We're going to delve deep into David and Solomon. We're going to go deep. And I'm going to show you how literally from the word, I'm going to show you that there are some issues that can be present. Even if you have your father's present, because Solomon and David, both of their fathers were present. David's father, David's father was um, uh, Jesse and Solomon's father was David. I'm going to show you how this looks in their relationship. I'm going to show that to you tomorrow night. It's going to be it's going to be that. And it's going to be good. And God's going to reshape us tomorrow night. It's going to be amazing. So I, I share the previews with you so you can get excited about the word. Who's excited about the word? Drop some comments. Let me know how excited you are. I want to encourage you to be in church tomorrow night. If you're in Denver, be in the building. If not, you can watch um, live on any of our digital campuses, Facebook, YouTube, our app, our website. What's the best way to stay connected to Harvest? is uh, text the word harvest it's already up on these platforms text the word harvest to 877-552-4746 877-552-4746 best way to stay connected get our app it's going to be amazing tomorrow and i have great anticipation for how god's going to speak to us and reshape us like let's not resist like that's my whole thing things that i would normally get really upset and frustrated and mad about the lord especially these last several weeks is I stepped back and I said, okay, Lord, all right, all right, Lord, reshape me, reshape me. I don't want to handle this the way I normally handle this. I don't, I don't want to handle this the way I normally handle this. I don't want to deal with this in a prior, like I would a prior way. Show me, if there's a better way, show me a better way. Show me a better way. If there's a better way, show me a better way. So I want to encourage you tomorrow night, 
um, you can do that. Again, just text the word harvest to 877-552-4746 and you'll be able to stay connected right there to our app. You'll be able to stay connected to everything that we're doing. All right. Listen, uh, last two things I want to do tonight. Guys, again, if you haven't shared, make sure that you share. If you haven't shared, make sure that you share. Because when you share, people get saved. It's just that simple. I think, again, we're at 311 decisions so far this year. Um, and we got overflow last night. I believe it was four from last night on prayer. If you're on here tonight, you need to become a Christian. This is your moment. God's not mad at you. He's not angry with you. He's not upset with you. He loves you. He loves you unconditionally. How you know he's not mad at me? He's not mad at you because you still have a pulse. So that means he still has a plan. All right. Um, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. On the count of three, just do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. And when you do that, I'm going to give you some instructions to lead you in a prayer. Don't, don't hop off yet, guys. Five, four, three, two, one. Respond right now. If you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to the Lord. Do the hand wave emoji. Or say it's me. Wherever you're at, do that hand with emoji or say it's me. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. Like Bishop Bowman, I'm not really sure where things stand. I need you to be sure tonight. So just do that hand with emoji or say it's me. Whatever platform that you're on, I'm going to give you 10 seconds to respond because we've got to move on. But I don't want to close this preview out without giving you an opportunity to come to the Lord. Um, say, Bishop, but I've messed up a lot. Guess what? It was a bloody death that he had. He paid the price and that blood was shed. I don't care how bad you've messed up. I don't care how low you think you are. There's no place that's too low where his blood cannot flow. You heard the testimony of somebody on TikTok saying that they believe in the Lord and their life has changed. You just heard that. I just literally said that to you. Here's one over here. Sir, I just got a $5,000 increase in my salary and they backdated it to April 5th. Come on here. Congratulations. Make sure you send that praise report in. That is amazing. How do you do that? Do it in the app. Do it in the app. Five. Or what I say? Ten seconds. Ten. Nine. Eight. Do that hand wave emoji or say it's me. You may be thinking, oh, I don't want to click that button. I want everybody to judge me. You're in a safe place. Nobody's going to judge you. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. I'm looking for you. Two. I don't want to get off of you without giving you an opportunity. One. We got to go. Everybody pray this with me. Everybody pray this for me. Even if you're looking at the replay or listening to this on the podcast, say, Father, thank you for your love for me. Thank you for dying in my place. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian. If I fall, give me the grace to get back up. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time, I need you to text the word decision to 877-552-4746. And when you do that, we're going to shoot you a text right away to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. If this preview blessed you tonight, you can be a blessing to what blesses you. And uh, how do you do that? You can use the badges over here on Instagram. There's a way to give on TikTok. Can somebody put the way on here? I, I don't know what it's called, but there's a way to do that. And of course, you can use the cash app dollar sign Bishop Foreman with the number two. Or you can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. All of that's available. Use the email hello at harvestchurch.church. Or if you're connected to Harvest already, you can give via text to give or on our website, of course. Um, church is going to be amazing tomorrow night. Once we hop off, I need you to share this. Put this in your story. Put this in your, you know, text somebody, share it with somebody. This is why I do the previews. It is not because I need another night to teach. It is because I want you to be excited about the word. That's what I do. 
And that's why we do these. And I've enjoyed doing them. I said I would do them to the end of last year. I did it. And I've been doing them through the first half of this year. So we're going to keep doing them um, for a little while. All right. Um, dollar sign. Bishop Foreman with the number two. That's the cash app. You use PayPal, Venmo, Zell, Gillify. The email for that is hello at harvestchurch.church. Because people always ask, what, what's the number? Um, numbers 1418. You can do that right there. 1418. Use those numbers in what you sow. 1418. Um, and when you do that, um, here's what you're gonna call. You're gonna call this seed tonight. Uh, you're gonna call. I like this. You're gonna call this seed your no iniquity seed. That's what you're gonna call this seed. Your no iniquity seed. All right. I love y'all. Pray you have an amazing night. Go share. Go share. Go share. Right, this is a blessing to you. Make sure that you so. I'll see you tomorrow night in the comments for those for my online family and for those of you in Denver. I'll see you in the building tomorrow night. So long, everybody. Love you. And I saw a comment over. Thank you, Bishop, for coming on Facebook. I can comment better on Facebook. I got you. I got you. I got you. Love you guys. Boop, boop. Got it. Love you, TikTok. Love you. Graham. Love y'all. Shalom. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Hey, Cricket customers, Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Nice! Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Yeah! Phone plan streams and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See CricketWireless.com for details.